and welcome to Season 3, Episode 12 of the Manic Podcast. My name is Liam, and sitting opposite me through the powers of the internet, he's one year older, a whole year older than the last time we saw him. It's Tobias. <laughs> Howdy doody people. Howdy doody and deedy. Oh, and that, yeah. that in itself feels like it's become a, like a mini catchphrase for us. Oh, that's not you, good. You always say howdy doody and I follow up with howdy doody and deedy. <laughs> you needed a better catchphrase. No, I'm happy with it. I was desperately then trying to think of a new catchphrase. But that's no, not okay. how catchphrases happen. It is. It is. You, you can force one in. Yes, yes you I can. mean, I'm gonna. I think over the next few weeks, I'm gonna try different catchphrases now. Okay, I think you can like test them out and yeah, like see yeah, how naturally they, they can happen. Yeah, I like that. Welcome to all the giraffes. Welcome to all the giraffes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's very niche considering we don't have any giraffes in the podcast. There is an exclusive content bit where you don't know if a giraffe's gonna enter the uh, that is a true. Who knows what could happen? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Now, Surprisingly, this isn't a giraffe podcast. Yeah, but <laughs> there is a topic that we discuss on this podcast so much that it it could be one of our main themes, and that is Batman. I love Batman. We both love the Man of Bats, but not not Man Bat. Man Bat is a very different character. You do it's have a, a Batman behind you because Liam bought me a life size dandy of Batfleck. Batfleck. Batfleck, and he is tall. I've got a few life size dandies, but he's the tallest. That is, yeah. He's yeah, quite he huge. Like, like, I can't see his bat ears at the moment. No, but that's probably good, because one of them's slightly bent now. Oh, no. He, he, he misjudged the doorway. He uh, fell over and headbutted oh. Worf. <laughs> that's the problem with, with Batman, who, spoilers, is Bruce Wayne. He drinks too much. He misjudges doorways. Oh, he he's a one. Yeah. Now, obviously, we talk about Batman quite a lot. It's and we are basically going to do the same thing today. However, we're not actually going to talk about Batman. No. We're going to talk about the actors who have donned the cowl. In the movies. Yeah. We're not looking at the TV, people. No, no. It's uh, not that many, to be fair. But, no, we are looking at the six. So, five Batman actors who we have already seen on screen. Yeah. And one cometh. So, yeah. we'll deal with them in order. Okay. And what we're going to do is, for each actor, we're going to look at other stuff they've been in and yeah. kind of say what maybe our favourite thing this particular Batman actor has done. Yeah. We'll yeah. look at the other projects the actors have done. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was Batman in the Tim Burton two films of Batman and Batman Returns. He was indeed. Um, I like Michael Keaton, generally. Um I just he's just one of those actors that recently when I see him in something it kind of makes me smile I don't know why he's got that classic happy old man look going on now which is weird when you consider the characters he plays <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true that is very yeah. true <laughs> um what was it because obviously he was in a film called Birdman yeah he was um and he it was thought that that could be his Oscar winner hmm he did not win the Oscar, but in whoever whoever did win that year, and I cannot think who it was, when they went up and accepted their speech, you could literally see Michael Keaton in the crowd putting his speech away. 
Wow. That is brutal. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I've noted a couple of films down per actor, and Birdman is one of the ones I've noted down for this, for, for Michael Keaton. Because actually, I really like Birdman. It, it intrigued me more than anything. Yes, it was good. It was felt more like a play. Yeah, it did feel like a play, which is yeah. ironic considering it's about an actor in a play. Yeah. Um, and I think... I think Michael Keaton is one of those actors who's kind of had a second surge in his career. Yeah, definitely. He was around in his youth. There he sort of disappeared. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, and this might be, because I've not looked at the time scale of his career, but I think maybe after he was Batman, I think he sort of disappeared for a while. Yeah. Uh, But then you have people like, well, Quentin Tarantino, who like then put him in things. Um... And so, like, Birdman was a big deal. And very yeah. much held a comeback for Michael Keaton. Um, and I think more recently, he's actually gone back to superhero things, but now as a yeah. villain, because he was obviously in Spider-Man Homecoming. And he will appear in Venom 2. Venom 2? Oh, no, not Venom 2. Morbius. That's what he, that's what he was in. Morbius. I got the wrong, wrong thing. Um, but, yeah, I like Michael Keaton. I don't know how much I've actually seen of him, but yeah. I'm going to outrightly guess that if we went, Liam, what's your favourite Michael Keaton film that is not Batman? I'm guessing you'd say Beetlejuice. I can understand why you'd say that. Oh, but it isn't apparently. My, my prob- I will say I've, re- I've written two things down for this. I've written okay. Birdman and Beetlejuice because that's what I know him from. Right. But I will say I actually don't like him as Beetlejuice. The, the problem is the character is not a, meant to be a likable character in that version. Obviously, if you've seen any clips from the, the musical they've redone it of, they've redone the character in a more likable, jokey kind of way and not this outright disgusting, gravel-voiced well, character. For, for a film called Beetlejuice, he's not in it that much. No, he's, he's really not. No, he's not. It's not about him at all. But really. I, mean, I mean, I do like the film. The, the film as a whole, I do actually really like Beetlejuice. Yeah. He is not a likable character, and I, I don't think he comes across well in it. But again, that is because of the character, so I suppose it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but no, it's one of the two things I really know him from, apart from obviously Batman. Yeah. Because um, I've found with a couple of the actors here, actually, generally when I've looked through what they've been in to try and think if there's anything I've forgotten that was obvious, I'm surprised by, on some of them, how little I've seen by some of them. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton is actually one of the ones who's been in more, because to be honest, some actors reinvent themselves once or twice, but kind of Michael Keaton actually just keeps doing it. He changes the things he does a lot. When he got the part of Batman, the fans, because you know what fans are like, mm. hated the idea, and this t- tends to be a Batman thing, they hated the idea of him because he was actually mostly known for more comedic work. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of didn't want him to be in the serious role of Batman. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, Batman. What Batman Returns was ninety two, mm-hmm. and Beetlejuice was eighty something, eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight. And that I suppose, but that's a that was a huge role for him. And if you compare, if you just said, "Let's get Beetlejuice to play Batman," that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, but that's essentially what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'm looking between Beetlejuice and Batman Returns, he's done a film called. Pacific Heights. Uh, no, doing Batman Returns was was Bat was Beetlejuice not before Batman? Like yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Be- Beetlejuice was eighty eight, and Batman Returns was ninety two. So we're we're looking at a good like, well, 
a while. Um, but there's yeah, there's not really anything massively poignant. I will say he plays Batman two times before he plays Bat- Batman in Batman Returns because he voices him in the car- in a cartoon series and a video game before I didn't he know plays. Yeah, the game it, makes sense, but I didn't know about the cartoon series. In eighty nine, oh, actually in eighty nine, he do, he voices Batman in a cartoon series and in a game. But it's in the same year, so he's technically donned the cow in animated form before he has played the character. I want to see what what's the animated series. Um, I don't know. Let me click on it. I mean, I, it just says Batman eighty nine. So it, it, that's the film, isn't it? That's his film. Of course, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an animated film. It's not animated. I always forget. Film. I always say I always forget he was in more than one because to be honest, I always remember the one with the Riddler. Always. He's, he's not in the Riddler. That's no, the one. But the problem is they're all Batman <laughs> and they all look the same to me. That's the problem. That's the problem with Batman. It becomes a question of it's a race issue with Batman. They they all look the same. They're all the cows. Every time I kept saying he he's in Batman, you you go yeah. So Batman returns. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like... I, feel, I I can't tell you anything that happens in Batman. I can't. I, I the problem is right. it, if you just told if you said to me one of the titles of any of the Batman films that weren't the, the Nolan films or the Affleck ones, I couldn't tell you who the enemies in, or the villains in any of them are. Right. So in Batman, because like, already you've got the thing of you're you're going right. So Michael Keaton's the first Batman that we're talking about. Yes. And you keep going about Batman. Returns, so he's got a bit around before. I just assumed he'd like (laughs) given up or something. Right. So, uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's oh guys, I hate that one. It is quite boring. It is actually generally quite boring. I I would, I would actually verge on saying it's one of the more terrible films. You are. I think you are trying to qualify the fact that you've forgotten it. But (laughs) well, yeah. But I mean, that that kind of explains why. Because I'll say, I remember, I remember, I remember Returns at least. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But. Ow. So what would you say then is your favourite Keaton film then? I'd say Birdman. I own it. I should watch it again. I'd say Birdman only because other than the Batman films and the two we've mentioned, I and obviously um, Spider-Man, I can't think of anything else he's in. He was in, I, I think he was in a film called Duplicity, where I think there was many versions of him. Yeah. Uh, I think he was also in a film where he got turned into a snowman. Uh, yes, he was in Jack Frost. Yes. Um, he was in a Quentin Tarantino film. I'm pretty sure he's in Pulp Fiction. Okay. Uh, which sort? Thought... Pulp Fiction. Huh? Do you know what year Pulp Fiction was? No. I want to say it relaunched his career, but I feel like it came in quite <laughs> soon after the Batman film, so I'm, I don't know. I mean... I'm trying to see after Batman Returns onwards. Yeah, big films. Uh, Multiplicity is in '96. Multiplicity, yes. Um, Jack Frost is in '98. I mean, he's he's done. He was in lots of like TV stuff. He was in Frasier, The Simpsons. Maybe uh, it wasn't Cars. Was he in either? Was he in Jackie Brown? He was in Jackie Brown. There you go. That's the Quentin Tarantino film. He, he was also like. in the 2014 RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, and then know. it was then it was uh, Birdman, and who then then the big one Minions. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the big one. But for uh, me, I think Birdman because like the film of Beetlejuice, I like the film, but the actual role, I I almost loathe because I, I I don't enjoy the character when he's on screen as Beetlejuice. But actually, Birdman, the whole film intrigues me, and actually his portrayal of that character 
is interesting. I agree. I agree. But I think from a nostalgia point of view, I'm going to go with Beetlejuice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but recognising he's actually not that big a role in it. Uh, but that's cool. Uh, just we've kind of said about the films, but what do you actually think of him as Batman? He's got a good. Uh, I'm gonna say this for all of them. He's got a good jaw for it. <laughs> he's not got the best jaw for it out of all of them, because like some of the other the future actors have got like a proper like square jaw that suits the classic look, yeah. like the cartoon style. He has actually got more of a rounded like uh, jaw and chin, but yeah. um, that's not the sole thing you cast on. Well, actually, some no. of it is. Some of it is. Yeah, that, that's true. And we'll probably come up with that later. Yeah. Um, I, 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 like, like I, I like him. I mean, I don't remember Batman, the initial film, that much. But I do. I remember Returns. I mean, I think it's one of my favourite Batman films. Yeah. No, that, that, that works. I mean, Danny DeVito is brilliant in it. But the problem is I remember Danny DeVito before I remember Batman. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm... All right with him. As I said, I knew that a lot of people didn't want him to be, but I think a lot of people now cite him as one of the best. Oh, easily. Um, and if the rumours are all true, he's back. He's going to be playing Batman again in The Flash or Flashpoint yeah. or whatever. I mean, it. he's credited for it on IMDb already. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything because no, 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 no. add a credit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. OK, so that's Keaton down. Are we going on to next one now? Yeah, yeah. Right, so. well, st- sticking with the K's here, it's Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer. OK, now Val Kilmer is what someone I realised. I actually went through his entire credit list and except for the Batman films, I don't think I've seen him in anything. I then found a single film which I know I've, I've seen. I've seen him in three things. OK. So I've seen him in Top Gun. Yeah, that's the thing that I haven't ever seen the Top Gun films. <gasps> we have had this conversation before. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll appear in one of the watch-alongs. Ha- well, we, we've planned out this year. So... <laughs> well, no, no, the Patreon-exclusive watch-alongs. Oh, those... Oh. oh. Depends oh. where they're accessible. That's true. Uh, right, so the, film, the three films that I've seen, yeah. and I think I own them all, so... Um, a Top Gun, yeah, which is obviously a, a top uh, Tom Cruise film, yeah. Uh, Red Planet, oh okay, yeah. Um, which is the same year that we had uh, Mission to Mars. It's just suddenly we got loads of Mars films out. We went through a phase of of films where you basically yeah. got duplicates of everything. Yeah, so Asteroid Coming to Earth. Well, got two of those films. Yeah. Uh, Want to go to Mars? Well, there's two of those films. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and the other film is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh wow, have you not seen Deja Vu? Yes, once at the cinema. Okay, I haven't seen it. I'm just looking at its cast list now. I've seen it once at the cinema, and I remember Denzel Washington being in it, but not him. That is not the film I've seen him in. The what? one film that I found on his entire credit list that I've at, I know for a fact I've seen, and What's I that? didn't even know who was in it. Warwick Davis is Willow. He's the main guy. Yeah. I I don't own it, but actually I recently watched it on Disney Plus. He plays I've noted it down a character called Mad Martigan. He's the main I, guy. He's I, like... I would to be honest, I haven't seen Willow for easily fifteen years, maybe longer. But and I didn't actually know he was in it. But I was scanning through his credit list, and it's the only one that I guarantee because I think I might have seen Deja Vu, but I don't remember enough about it to say I've seen it. Yeah, he's in a film called The Jackal, I think, but I haven't seen that. I just I remember the title and I remember the adverts for it. Yeah. Uh, but no, Willow, because obviously Warwick Davis is 
Willow. Yeah. But he's not the action hero in it. The action hero is Val Kilmer. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean... Oh, I've also seen The Prince of Egypt animated film where he voices God and Moses. Well, why not? <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I, I was surprised because Val Kilmer is a really famous name. Well, Val Kilmer... What, now, this is quite famous. This is a famous thing. Uh, right. At around the same time that The Matrix wanted Will Smith to play Neo. Yeah. They wanted Val Kilmer to play uh, Morpheus. Right. But Val Kilmer, upon reading the part, asked who else was up for the role. They said Lawrence Fishburne and Val Kilmer went, oh, he's much better suited to this role. Cast him. I think that is beyond admirable. I think if he was a, a performer who's clearly looking for work all the time, yeah, you know, can do that. Read a read a project, find out who else is up for it, and go, no, they're better for this role than I am. That yeah. takes something, doesn't it? Because it yeah. would be so easy to go, no, I want this. Uh, yeah, I want the job. I want the money from this. Mm. <laughs> he probably also went. Oh, that's a lot of martial arts. <laughs> I've got to learn a lot of martial arts with this. A lot of martial arts. I will probably break a lot of bones in my body if I do this. <laughs> it's very likely. It's very likely. Yeah. Oh, apparently he was also in Planes. I've never seen Planes. Neither have I, because it's a rip-off of Cars. Well, it's the same people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, no, well, ish. It's not Pixar, it's Disney. Without ah, Pixar. Is, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Well, it's probably a bit difficult for you to say which your favourite Val Kilmer film is. I mean, by default, it has to be Willow. Because <laughs> I, I don't dislike the film Willow. I just don't, I haven't seen it for a long time. I'm kind of torn because on one hand, I th- I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. But I barely remember Val Kilmer in it. So I think for the sake of Val Kilmer, I'm going to have to go with Top Gun. That's fair. Just because I, I know his role. I know the name of his character. This is strange. This is the second Batman act we're, we're doing. Yeah. And both of my favourite films by them both came out in 88. As in generally, as in like settling on the idea of Beetlejuice as, as a concept. Yeah. And not just that specific character. That was 88 as well as Willow. Uh I, I mean, knowing who some of the later actors are, it's not going to be the same. <laughs> no. no. Uh, I feel bad that... for not having seen more Valkyrie stuff. Because actually, I'm, some of these titles are, like, super famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Valkyrie as Batman? Well, he's the, the Riddler one, isn't he? Um, is actually, it... I think he's one of the most, like, visually kind of... I rem- I'm saying at least as Batman. I can't actually remember what he looks like just as Bruce Wayne. But I think he suits the look quite well. I I think he works quite well as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But, oh, actually, is he more Batman? I can't think, really. Um, he's quite young, and one of the issues was they kind of aged up Robin. Yeah. Because the first film was Robin. And it felt like Batman was younger. And the age gap between them wasn't enough. It didn't feel like Mentor and Ward. You know, it's that kind of, they were more like bros. Um, I, I've i always quite liked Batman Forever. 
Yeah. Uh, of the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher films, it's my favourite one of the four. It's very, very cheesy, isn't it? it? Oh, it's completely over the top, and that I do find painful now. I mean, uh, genuinely, uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler is cringy to, to watch. So over the top. Uh, but that was that's what you're going to get when you cast... Um, Actually, you're looking at the photos, he does look super young. Yeah, he does. He really, it, it, it actually looks like, to be honest, the person who plays Robin looks like he would suit the cow age-wise more than Val Kilmer at this point. Yeah. Some of these photos. He's so smooth-faced and baby-faced around the mouth in these photos. Wow. I forgot how shiny their costumes were as well. <laughs> I've just realised a little link there. What's that? I mean, I don't know how to say that's the link. So what I was to say, you know what I said about Val Kilmer was up for uh, Morpheus? Yeah. Um, at the same time as he was up for Morpheus, Will Smith was up for Neo. When Val Kilmer was Batman, Robin was originally offered to Will Smith. Wow. Yeah. But okay. Will Smith, you know, it didn't happen. So Wait. Will Smith, Will Smith, actually, this is the the weird thing because Chris O'Donnell played Robin. Yeah. But they, Chris O'Donnell was originally up for Men in Black whilst Will Smith was up for Batman Forever, and they ended up going the other, the opposite direction. There's a lot of, like, cross lines there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole, like, Disney film of What If right there. And I'd quite like to see it. I, I you know... I mean, just look at the alternative Matrix we could have got. I know. Will Smith and Val Kilmer. Mm, very, I mean, an epic cast. Yeah. But obviously the one we've got is, is iconic. Yes, yeah. And actually, Will Smith has said, had he been cast, he would have mucked it up. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he recognised his own ego. Um, he didn't really get it, I don't think, initially. No. But he regretted it because, obviously, come the sequel, his wife was in the sequels, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, He then was like, can you get me a role? And I was like, no. no you <laughs> you could have been Neo, you yeah, You turned the role down. You don't, get, you don't get a sympathy role. You turned down the main role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, okay, so that's... Uh, who, right, just quick there. Who would you choose as your Batman, Michael Keaton or Val Kilmer? I think I'd say Keaton. I... Now, at the time, I can tell you, at the time, I would have gone for Val Kilmer because of how much I like Batman Forever at the time. Yeah. But I think, looking back, yeah, Michael Keaton. I mean, if you were to make a, a Batman film now with... Batman, the age, so like Bruce Wayne would be the age that um, Michael Keaton is now. I could see him being an older, worn down Bruce Wayne who's kind of maybe handed the cowl over to someone else. So, like, basically Batman Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually, that was a theory that I think it's shot at the park, it's not true. But one theory was actually when Robert Pattinson got cast, he was actually going to be Terry McGuinness. Which would have made sense. Yeah, because he actually doesn't look that far from the cartoon version of Terry McGuinness. No, no. But anyway, we're not going to deal with... Uh, we're not. I believe we should probably do a segment. Which segment would you like to do? I think we should do the Hat of Justice. The Hat of Justice? Is that what we're calling it? No. <laughs> because Why? we don't even both have hats. <laughs> That's true. You could be the, the Mug of Honour. This is the mug mug, because it's the mug with my mug on it. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that means it's time for the segment that is called... Character Babble. 
ladies and gentlemen, if you're not used to the character battle, this is where I have a hat. Liam has a mug. We have names in them. This season, they're all villains from different genres. And we put them in a fight and see who's going to come out on top. Uh, sometimes it's actually I think we've had more discussions this season. Yeah, these ones have been less clear cut. Yeah. Right. There's no point in shuffling my hat. No, I'm literally cause... holding the single piece and like shaking it in my hand. Yeah. Right. So I didn't know we'd be talking about the Matrix a lot today. That's just come out. But we've got Agent Smith from oh, the Matrix. Okay. Versus Freddy Krueger. Oh. Both dealing with sort of alternative realities. Yeah. Yeah. You got one that's like the Master of Dreams, but then also the problem is I don't think Agent Smith dreams. Except he sort of does. When was the last time you saw The Matrix? Oh, a while back. Right. There is a bit where he sort of breaks protocol and like takes his little earpiece out because he just hates humanity so much. And he kind of, I think he has a dream that they can just get rid of humans. That they don't need them. They can get rid of the Matrix. Because why do they need it? Because humans are scum and they smell. That's fair. This kind of stuff. Yeah. It's it's true. It's all true. Uh, And I can imagine a robot thinking that. Because that's essentially like an AI thing. That's what my toaster thinks every morning when I use it. (laughs) Not more bread in me. How much bread can one fat man eat? I'm so crummy. Uh, Let's not even get on to what the, the, the kettle thinks of me. Oh, no. Horrible no. thing. But, so Agent Smith is an AI. Yeah. But with physical qualities. Yeah. In the Matrix. But also in the sequels, crosses out into the real world. I see, that's the thing. That's the element that makes it difficult. Because he is a computer program, basically. Yeah. It's, like an, it's, it's basically not an antivirus software, really, isn't he? If you oversimplify, he's basically antivirus software. Right. Um, so he, has a, <laughs> he has an ability. He has several abilities. Yeah. Uh, basically, super strength and super speed. Yeah. But also, at least in the sequels... If he plunges his hand into you, you turn into him. You become a, a duplicate of him. Yeah, the problem is, Freddy Krueger is an entity that is based off of Nightmare. And kind of basically, the core exists in this, like, realm beyond. Yeah, so he, <sighs> he, he doesn't necessarily have a physical body, except no. for the fact he can have a physical effect yeah people my 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 thought is i think kruger's more likely to have a an outright effect on smith than smith is on kruger because kruger it can is in dream can just retreat into this dream world but then and i i really don't know if smith could cross over into that but i also don't know if kruger could cross over into the matrix the matrix or the matrix maybe maybe Kruger's already in the Matrix. Of the mind. Oh. <laughs> which is sort of the Matrix. Yeah, this is very much like the whole what can Darth Vader's powers actually do? Do you know what I yeah. mean? 
but we knew that some like of our this, listeners were Star Wars like, fans. I feel like this is going to be another one where one of our patrons kind of goes, um, I don't think you've, you've heard of this comic book, where uh, Freddy Krueger does this with his powers, which goes against everything you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, right, Freddy Krueger hmm. was like a paedophile, child killer-y guy Can I check, is that, is, that, is that law for all versions, or just the re- reboot? I believe that's a good point, actually, because I think that is just the the newer version where they did the reboot and they give him a. He was definitely a, a child killer. Mm. He, I don't know about the paedophile element, but he was a child killer because that's why all of the parents got together to kill him. That's canon, mate. Canon. I just don't know about the paedophile thing, but I don't know if we need to qualify this. That's not. No, but it's more of. Yeah, it's more of. Was he at one point in all canon arcs a actual person? Yes, he was. Definitely. He started off as a person and then was killed and seeks his revenge in Nightmares. Right, okay. Because in the Nightmare on Elm Street, it was all the parents that got together to kill him and his comeback was, right, I will basically kill all your children. Mm. Which is why it's all the children, not the adults. Who he haunts. That's interesting because it's not something like I knew that really. Yeah, just ding the bell. Yeah. But that doesn't help us because it's not that version of Freddy Krueger that's going to be. No, but what I was basing it on of, of I, was, I was working on the logic of if in all versions he was at one point an actual person and wasn't yeah. just this supernatural entity from the off, then there is a consciousness at the base of it that can be tampered with by Agent Smith. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to look logic it so that they can actually interact with each other. Yeah. Again, it's not a clear cut one, but I think, I think maybe agents, the thing is they've both got very different, powerful abilities, but I think Smith might have the upper hand. Because I'm just thinking, all of the things that Freddy Krueger does are based off of the fact that the people he's targeting are scared. Yeah, if they're not scared, he loses his battle. And Agent Smith doesn't generally do the fear. That's actually true. And we don't know if he actually dreams. No, but even if you go outside the dream thing, if if he doesn't fear stuff properly, because he didn't fear Neo. No, he didn't. At no point did he fear Neo. He was he's actually he's very arrogant and thinks he's going to win. So I actually think that alone gives him the upper hand because it's the whole thing of there's nothing to be scared of. The, the, the only thing to fear is fear itself, basically. Isn't it? And yeah. he's not scared of us. So I think Smith would take this, really. Yes, I agree. So I will throw away Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you will. Okay. Cool. Well, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen... That's our last quarter final dealt with, and that means that Agent Smith will go forward to the semi-finals. Uh, the semi-finals. Semi-finals. Uh, and thus concludes today's character battle. Yes, it does. Go so, back to the Batmen. Back to the Men of Bats. Let's the Batmobile. We're going back to the Batcave and talking to the Batman. Okay, next one on the list. Not everyone's favourite. Controversial stuff coming ahead, but uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. Right, now, I have definitely said 
on this podcast how we got to be Batman. And I will repeat that story for those that have forgotten. Yeah. Basically, Joel Schumacher was on a plane. He knew that he had to replace Val Kilmer as Batman because Kilmer wasn't returning. Uh, and he was on a plane, reading a newspaper, turned over the page, and there was an advert for the film from Dust Till Dawn. And he basically looked at the poster, saw George Clooney's face, and drew on the back owl, and then cast him. Yeah. So that's how Clooney, Clooney, Clooney. Clooney, 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 Clooney. Now, Batman and Robin sucks. Just let's put it out there. It's not the best. I personally like to blame Arnold Schwarzenegger. Again, uh, I think I've said this before. It's, it, I haven't seen it. Well, it's one of those things. If you should, but at the yeah. same time, I know that I know that I need to watch it, but I know that I have not seen Schwarzenegger as Freeze. No, but it's also the reason I don't want to watch it. It's it's a bad thing. Uh, it was originally they were looking at Patrick Stewart, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger went, "I want to be a bad film." And they went, oh, yeah, you can be Mr. Freeze, even though you don't suit it at all. Yeah, <laughs> this is also the one with where the actual bat suit was massively uh, designed but, badly. And he couldn't turn... Could, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he also couldn't turn his head properly, could he? Because there's no actual... like It's a solid neck piece. So, it is, but I think that was Batman Forever as well. I think that's most of them, to be fair. Yeah, cause I, but I know, that, I know that whenever you see uh, quotes from Clooney about this film yeah uh, he that's the thing he comments on is the fact that a lot of the turning is where he does a shoulder turn yes yeah he um, he, he has to but yes you are right it does have bat nipples yes, and it, it feels less seedy if you call them bat nipples and not just nipples. <laughs> he has the old bat nip nips yeah. um yeah i'm looking at pictures visually again he's got a good jawline for it he looks fine as batman it's just i actually right okay this is the controversial side right now most people will go he's the worst one yeah and for me i think you're confusing a bad film for the actor yeah and i actually think he's uh, the perfect mix at that time of bruce wayne who's meant to be like a ladies man yeah and batman and i think he could have been both and if you'd given him something like the Dark Knight script, mm. you could have had the best Batman. Yeah. And everyone would be going like, basically, George Clooney, he's everyone's Batman. But because that's not how it went, and because yeah. Joel Schumacher decided it's a comic book, so everything has to be silly. Yeah. And so therefore, I think, even though Clooney himself has said he killed off Batman, I actually don't think it's Clooney's fault. No, it's not. No. Uh, so people don't like me saying that, but I've said it now. It's my podcast. So, and... what is your favourite Clooney film that's not Batman? Then, right? Okay. So, I have seen of of the three actors that we've dealt with so far, I've seen more Clooney stuff than any yeah, other. Same, same here. Um, I have to say, I'm quite a fan of the Ocean's Eleven films. Yeah, the Ocean's series are good films, uh, and I would say Ocean's Eleven, the like the first one, yeah, is a, is a decent one. He plays Danny Ocean. He headlines yeah. quite a big cast. Um, so I have to say that's that's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a supporting role, but I guess he's all right in Gravity. That's yeah, I mean, I've written three films down. One of them is Gravity. One of them was Oceans. But I knew you'd say Oceans, so I think because you've mentioned it before. Yeah. The other one I've written down, and I'm not saying it's one of his best films, but I really like From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, George Clooney became famous for for ER, a TV yeah. series, although he had previously appeared in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. But we'll ignore that. <laughs> um, I remember him as an as a character from Roseanne. Actually. Yeah, I'm literally looking at he played Booker Brooks. Yes, I who I think started beating up Jackie. Mm. I mean, he's easy one. I've seen more by him, nowhere near as much as I should have, considering how high a caliber he is. Not that long ago, I watched Intolerable Cruelty. I think he's in Burn After Reading, uh, Three Kings. He's all right in Three Kings. Um, I'm just looking at my own collection, going, I'm sure I own more Clooney stuff. I can't right now think what else I own mm. that George Clooney's been in, but. I do know. Oh, that. I mean, this is probably my favourite credit that he's in. I haven't seen it. He's in The Harvest. And would you, I, would you like to even hazard a guess at the character he plays? Just tell me. Uh, lip-syncing transvestite. I could not have guessed that. Just a, just a great to... random, no-name no character. Uh, to be fair, I would never have guessed. That's cool. Uh, Dust of Dawn, Peacemaker. He was in South Park, the series and the film. Of course. Um, he, I mean, he's done loads. We know he's done loads. Yeah. Oh, oh, brother, where art thou? Another thing on it. He was Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. Isn't he the bad guy? Yeah. Isn't he, 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 isn't he the, the Prime Minister President guy? Yeah, he plays definitely. Who then one. turns out to be. Yeah, he's yeah. in the third one as well. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers <laughs> for Spy Kids, a film that came out in 2001. <laughs> hey, you've not seen it. That could have been done. Up that is true. I mean, he's done loads. He's, he does a whole series of short videos called Nespresso. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, it's, it's, of course, it's the advert. Yeah. Oh, were you being serious? Yeah, because oh, I was looking at, <laughs> honestly, cause I've been looking through his thing going, what are all of these Nespresso things? Then I just realised, oh, it's the advert series. Yeah. But for me, it's actually all the um, subtitles. So if you look at it like a TV series or a film, yeah. he did Nespresso 1, which is simply called, what else? <laughs> Nespresso 2, George Who? Uh, Nespresso 3, The Piano. Nespresso 4, Cab Driver. And I think my personal favourite Nespresso, The Swap. Then they get a bit cheesy with Like a Star, In the Name of Pleasure. And for me personally, my least favourite is Nespresso How Far. I just kind of stopped paying attention by then. And by the time Nespresso changed nothing, or Coming Home, or The Quest came out, I just wasn't interested in it anymore. They'd outstayed their welcome. I will pay more attention when they do Nespresso in space. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, right, so what do you think is your favourite George Clooney thing? I'm gonna probably go with Gravity because actually I do really like Gravity. Um, yeah, it's not like his breakout thing; it's not his big one. Um, but I think you're more likely to steer towards Oceans. Uh, yeah, Oceans Eleven. Yeah, it's easily. One, it's kind of one of my favourites. I really do like Gravity. I think it was a really good film. And yeah, he's obviously not like the focal point. Yeah. But he is a key element of the film. But there are, I mean, I know there's more people credited. It's essentially a two-hander. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though, interestingly, if you don't know this, uh, he was not first choice. First choice for that role was Robert Downey Jr. Really? Yeah. Oh. If only I could have said Will Smith there just to tie in a nice, nice little through line. Yeah. Because considering we're not dealing with Will Smith, he's come up at least twice so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll now just be going, can I fit Will Smith in here? Oh, by the way, right, because obviously I did just have my birthday. 
Yes. Uh, and I always get a few DVDs for my birthday. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, because I normally put up a picture on social media of what I got. I made a judgment call with one of the things I asked for. Right. I've never seen a Bad Boys film. Oh, wow. Okay. I got the three pack. I literally have now all of the Bad Boys films. <laughs> I mean, you're going to commit, commit. I hope I like them now. <laughs> I've definitely I... seen one of them, and I don't think it was the first one. I think the second one was just on telly, and I just watched it. It's a lot of shouting and shooting. Lovely shouted. Well, I'm I'm about to discover that myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, but all right, cool. Uh, so yeah, Ocean's Eleven for Clooney Clooney. That makes sense. Yeah, um, but I do like him, and yeah. even though I think it's fair, he's got at, certainly at this stage the worst Batman film. Yeah, I I think it's harsh to say he's a bad Batman. But where do you think he fits in with the other two for you, high or low? You because you've not oh you've not seen the film. I haven't seen you it. Can't, I can't, you I can't, can't give him a fair, I can't give him a fair say. Right, he's had the worst film, but I'm actually gonna say he's my favourite. Controversial. Let's move on to the next one. Yes, I don't think this is gonna change your position too much. No. It's Christian Bale from it's the Christian Batman films. Right. Now again. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Controversially, yes. I don't like Christian Bale. No, I'm not a fan. He, for me, is... A whiny man-child. That's not where I was going. Uh, but, <laughs> sure, why That's not? That's what I'm saying. I was going to say, he's not a very good Bruce Wayne, and he's too growly and animalistic to be a Batman. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but he's got the best scripts. Yeah, they are the the... Because they're the first ones to take it seriously. Yes, it's the ground. And Batman definitely, surprisingly, does work better dark and gritty. Yeah, yeah. He's a shadow-dwelling superhero. Of course, grit works better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, And I think The Dark Knight is my favourite Batman film. Yeah, I think I agree, to be honest. In spite of Christian Bale. (laughs) Yeah, but let's be real. That's mostly because... Of um, Heath Ledger. Yeah, oh yeah, he definitely contributes. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a watchable film. Yes, and it's got Two Face in it as well. It's still the test of time. It's still a good film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nolan peaking there, I think. Yeah, easily. Um, but right, so what has Christian Bale been in other than a Batman film that you actually? Seen? I mean, he's been in a lot. He's, he's been in so much. He has been a lot, yeah. He, he does. He enjoys the work. <laughs> <laughs> the work. Um, right. His, I think the film that really made his name yeah. was American Psycho. Okay. You're going, no, yeah. it did not make his name. Yeah. Oh, no, it did. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah. It put him on the map for a lot of people. I don't actually think I've ever seen the, that, the American Psycho. It's weird. It's weird. He one. smiles too much in it. <laughs> He's a killer. <laughs> he's a killer don't like yeah. it he's a wrong one. yeah <laughs> um yeah so also i've seen him in the prestige never seen it it's one you, you keep telling me i should watch yes oh silly boy <laughs> <laughs> and i can tell you that when you hear what my favorite film that he's in is you can tell i haven't seen the prestige because considering what the prestige is about it would probably be one of my favorite ones he's in yeah yeah <laughs> Um, 
I've seen him in. Let me think what it's called, because I've literally it's just lost my memory, and I don't want you to tell me. Okay. Okay, I'm, it's not it's not what I'm, I was about to say, but Terminator Salvation. He plays John Connor, and you've definitely seen that because that's the one we went to see the cinema. It's the first one on my list of things yeah. I've seen. Him. Um, oh, have you not seen Rain of Fire? Uh, it's my favourite film he's in. All right, cool. I actually am very disappointed with Rain of Fire. Yeah, I remember this conversation when I told you I first watched it. it's actually really quite boring, I Oh, think. it is quite a slow a film, film, but I don't dragons mind dragons in it. Yeah, but for me, that's a redeeming quality because a lot of films about with dragons in it, they just force the dragons down your throat. For example, if you look at, like, um, what's that one? Is it begins with, like, an E? It's like everyone. Oh, or... Aragon. It's basically Aragon. I know that's aimed at kids and stuff, but it is, like, here are dragons. <laughs> um but Rain of Fire is much more adult, and I actually really enjoy it. The other film I really do like by him is Equilibrium. I, I've got that. I, I like Equilibrium. Um, I like the idea that all forms of like art and expression are banned. Yeah. It's quite interesting. And then he's like, he starts gaining emotions and stuff a bit more. That's quite, it's quite an interesting concept to me. Yes. Um, You're going, I mean, something you, I, at some point you should definitely watch because it, and it's an, it's not anime as such, but it does link to one of the future episodes of um, uh, the film club because it's a Studio Ghibli film. There's a film called Howl's Moving Castle. Is he part and of that? He is the English dub of the character Howl. Oh, okay. Um, which he's like a magician who, who has this big castle that literally walks. Has Christian Bale uh, done a voice for any of the, uh, the Jungle Book films? Yes, he was in uh, Legend of the Jungle. Mowgli the one we saw. Yeah, Bagheera. Uh, oh, yeah. Got you. Yeah. I say, he actually, because so far, he's the one I've seen the most work from. He's he's also a bit of a comedian actor. Uh, he, he does major weight oh, loss. Yeah, one thing that's said for him, that even though my personal opinion is I don't like him, I, I, from all the things we've seen, he doesn't seem to be pleasant to work with. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you look at the things, like, he looked just like a real panther in that in, in Jungle Book. It was so <laughs> well done. Um, yeah. He went but, and gimmed it into I mean, he's in a, he's structure. In, he's in American Hustle, obviously all oh, the Dark yeah, Knights, I, The I, Fighter, I Public Enemies. Um, I'm trying to see what else. So obviously, but I, I know what he looks like in Prestige, but that's just him in a suit, really. The Machinist. I haven't seen The Machinist. Or the machi- is it The Machinist? But I, it's machinist. I, I would have said Machinist, but I actually don't know. I've not seen it either. Yeah. But that's one where he did massive weight loss. Hmm. Not healthily as well, I don't think. Is it Shaft? I don't remember that. I've seen Shaft as well. He voices Thomas in Pocahontas. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Surprisingly, a film I haven't seen him in, I have not seen the original Disney film version of Newsies. He is the lead role in the musical Newsies. He plays Jack Kelly. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it. I, <laughs> the, the stage version is now, like the proper professionally filmed stage version is on Disney Plus, which I've now I have seen, but I haven't seen the original because it's, it's old. <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kind of sad that whilst discussing Christian Bale, I can't think of a fact about Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bring him um, in. Oh, this isn't going to help, but he was in the TV movie Treasure Island. Jim Hawkins. Okay. Um, not much before that. No. 
but he, he's easily the one I've seen the most variety of work. And I didn't even realise I'd seen him in Howl's Moving Castle. But yeah. I can hear it now. I, I can think about it. Um, and annoyingly, I think, aside from the <laughs> the Batman films, the one that I remember seeing him in the most is actually Terminator Salvation, Terminator Salvation with you. Well, it was that was your first Terminator film. Yeah. You saw yeah. the fourth one <laughs> and the most different of all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and by far... It's not my favourite Terminator film that I've seen now, and it's also not my favourite film he's in. <laughs> no, fair. For me, it uh, is Rain of Fire. I do, I do like the film. See, I own Rain of Fire, but I don't... I, but then I actually probably own... If I've seen him in a film, I actually probably mostly own it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, have, and the thing is, actually, the films he's been in, they're all pretty big films. They're like yeah, generally yeah. they're quite big, critically acclaimed, well-known films. Like some of the other actors, like George Clooney's done some abstract stuff. But is he's still like A class? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would say right going to, I'm trying on. Wait, I will decide which film I'm going to choose as my best bail non-Batman film. See, I'm tempted by the Prestige. Sir, I'm just I'm just making sure. I did like American Hustle, but I only ever actually watched it in the cinema. So, uh, no, I put Prestige. That's my that's my favorite one. Um, and how does he compare for you in the Batman lineup so far? I actually think, despite obviously the thing is, we've already made it very clear we we're not a fan of him as a person. Yeah, but it's actually really difficult to compare him because it's a completely different version of Batman. All the other ones are all the comic book style, even if they're not quite as slapstick at times. They are all that kind of they're based on the comic book. They're a little bit more larger than life. This is the first gritty, realist, down to earth version. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. I moved my leg. I've kicked the microphone and it's brought stuff up on my desktop that I've never seen before. <laughs> You're like, that porn isn't mine. Liam, <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing on my laptop again? <laughs> uh, right, hang on. I'm just going to shut that down and it will add no way interfere with the podcast. Can, can, is there any chance you could shift it so you're central again? Because this yeah. is it's just far to one side now. <laughs> there's, there's no X button. Oh, dear. How do you get rid of something that has no X button? You don't. It's part of you now. Oh, no. <laughs> it is the captain now. I'm just going to click on you. It'll bring you to the forefront. There you go. Dealt with. Fair um, but yes. So oh, it's really difficult because Dark Knight. It's so different. Mm. I don't want him to be my favourite Batman. To be fair, he might be my least. I he think might. again, you know what how we said with um with George Clooney, yeah. we can't blame him for the fact that he's got a bad film. I think it's just the opposite for, for Christian Bale. We can't like him because he's got one of the best ones. Yeah, and I actually think he has the most flaws. He does. So yeah, he's he's oh controversial. Mm. At the bottom. You say that, but actually a lot of people are in agreement that actually his Batman is too much. It's just too, too much. much. Um, right, that's, that's our fourth Batman. Shall yeah. we have another segment A? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm in the mood for? I'm in Dark the mood. I, I, I have a, um, a craving. 
for something exclusive. Exclusive, you say? Yeah. I have something just for you, and you might have a, a cheeky little badger in there. Ooh, I love a cheeky little badger. They're the best sort. That's, that's exactly what I'm hankering for. Ooh. Oh, he's not called Hanko. No, he's not. That is not his name. Uh, Canonically, that is not his not name. His name. <laughs> and anyone, and I will fight anyone who tells me it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, so... Wow. Uh, Exclusive territory, ladies and gentlemen, which means that if you are a paid-up patron, you're going to hear some stuff now. And if you're not, well, you're still going to hear some stuff, yeah. but it'll be after stuff that you don't hear. Yeah, basically, if you if you haven't paid to be a patron, what you're actually going to hear is we've gone from talking about Batman to say there's a patron. Then we go back to talk about more Batman. Yeah, pretty much. They'll yeah. probably be talking with the Badger there at some point. Generally, probably. he makes an appearance. There's a dolphin but, as well. If you are lucky enough to pay the the low, low, low prices of like one pound, one pound twenty a month, yeah. you're going to hear some awesome stuff in three, it... two, one. Oh, welcome I back! I love that badger. I that... know, like Valkyrie riding in on the back of a Pegasus. He rides in on the back of a flying. I didn't say pigeon, but that's what pigeons do. That's not special. I meant to say dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? But that's what the badger does. He leaves me. St- like awestruck and confused. That's what you want from a badger. <laughs> is, that, is that what you want from a badger? Is that the redeeming badger qualities you look for? Being left confused and awestruck. Is it not you? Is I mean, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, is it not all of us? If I if I come across a badger in the wild and I don't walk away from it feeling utterly confused and discombobulated, then <laughs> I just don't feel like I've had a proper badger in, like uh, experience. You with all the words today. <laughs> Yep, doing well. Oh, you tipped your cap, but you've got no cap. <laughs> <laughs> I have no hair, but I still brush it. And oh, what? Can we discuss Batman? So, yes. Cool. Uh... <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were, you were going to leave that one. <laughs> uh, well, I, I was, but it sounded like you were going to for a moment there. Okay. So, you... uh, the, am I right in thinking the next Batman actor is Batfleck? Yeah. Ben Affleck, for those not in the know. No, his name is Batfleck. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck, at the moment, he's the most recent Batman we've had. Yeah. Um. Now, I would, I'm going to call it and say, out of these actors, he's the one I've seen the most. Yeah. I'm pretty certain, even though I've seen quite a few bail things, I feel. I think I could probably reel off more Affleck stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Um, let's deal with actually. Let's deal with let's do this another way around. Let's deal with his Batman stuff because it's been a bit more controversial. Because he's the Batman who's not getting his own solo film. Yeah, uh, he he's the one who's in the DCU, so it's the first Batman who can deal with and has dealt with the likes of Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. What do you actually think of Batplex Batman? Well, he's a, again, he's a diff, very different approach, isn't he? This is a more outright grumpier version of Batman. <laughs> he is quite grumpy. He, yeah. yeah, like Christian Bale's version is a more serious version, a more gritty, down to earth version. But this one is an outright. He's a bit more grumpy. He hasn't really got time for anyone's rubbish, has he? No, especially Superman. <laughs> yeah, I think. Though, I mean, we have on this cast 
bashed the the DCU. Mm. It's especially we're obviously such big fans of the MCU, yeah, and it just doesn't it doesn't match really. But in terms of Batman himself, I actually think whatever you think of the films, I think Ben Affleck's version. Yes, he's older. Yes, he's jaded by everything. Mm. Uh, but bearing that in mind, I think he's the perfect mix of like Bale's gritty, gritty, gritty batman and the more comic-y versions that we get yeah it's kind of like a happy medium isn't it yeah and because of that i mean there's a reason why he's the life-size standee behind me you know as opposed to one of the others i he's actually my favorite he's my favorite batman now yeah yeah do you agree do you agree or do you disagree yeah i I have no issues with him yeah i can't think of anything i dislike about him no i think he's the the mix of batman and bruce wayne uh That's cool, but what about Affleck away from Batman? Well, outside of when he's playing Batman, I actually don't know how much I've seen of him. Shall I to name be him honest, you can indeed. I mean, I'm looking for his IMDb, and I don't think I've seen many of them. Right, okay. Have you seen Armageddon? If I have, it would have been many, many, many years ago. Well, it's time you watch that again. Because it's classic. It is a classic. It's classic. I like it. Um, and actually, it's the one off of this list that I might have seen. Okay. Have you not seen Daredevil? I have seen Daredevil. I have seen sure. Daredevil. Have I, you... I kind of ignored it because it's a terrible, terrible film. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have you seen? <laughs> uh, what was it called? Um, oh, Dogma. I have seen Dogma. It's one of the three I've got written down. I oh, know it's he's, one of the two I've got written down. He's also in More Rats as well. I've never watched More Rats. And Chasing Amy. Never seen Chasing Amy. I think he's in Jersey Girl. He is. Yeah, that's not great. Um, <laughs> he's also. He's in Gone Girl. I haven't seen that though. Right, I was getting to it. He is in Gone Girl. That's very good. Uh, you definitely have seen him in another thing. What's it called? Is it called Triple Frontier? It's Triple Frontier, and I've currently got it marked as my favourite Ben Affleck film that I've seen him in. Really? I really like Triple Frontier, yeah. I, I've got to go with Dogma. Um, I, I've got it on my list because I do like Dogma, but again, because it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't remember a lot about who plays who. I watched it last year. Fair enough. Um, he plays, so, plays Bartleby. So I've got Triple Frontier because it's the most recent in my mind. I can actually remember him in that film. Yeah. He's also in the classic. I, do, I don't mean that. He's in Pearl Harbor. He is. Where he's in everything. <laughs> he was in all of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Uh, 200 cigarettes. Haven't seen that. He's a basketball player. In uh, the Buffy Vampire Slayer film, he plays basketball player number ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Glory yeah. Days. I've heard of all these films. I don't know Glory Goodwill Days. Hunting. Obviously, that's what him and Matt Damon won their Oscar yeah. for. That should have been maybe one of the first ones that we mentioned. I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, to be honest. I Field have. Of Dreams. He's in. Is he? He plays baseball fan at Fenway, Fenway Park. He's uncredited. You see, this this came up recently because I was talking about 
I was talking to someone I know. Right. And they basically, they had an idea of the acting world. Okay. That, that it was literally just a hierarchy of you moved from extra to main player and that way. And I was like, no, in fact, actually, if you've been an extra, you're more, you're less likely to get ever being a main player because they don't like that on your, yeah. you need to go straight in for principal roles, really. Uh, yeah. So it's actually quite a surprise that he has gone from extra work. Well, yeah, I mean, looking at the bottom end of his res- resume, 81 is the first one I've got him registered in at the dark end of the street as, as a character called Tommy. He's then in a, a load of TV stuff. He's in The Voyage of Mimi. Of course. The second Voyage of Mimi. That's not, <laughs> that's not The Voyage of Mimi number two. It's called The Second Voyage of Mimi. He's in TV movie Hands of a Stranger, TV series, ABC article specials. Um, then he's uncredited in Field of Dreams, uncredited in, as basketball player number 10 in Buffy. He's in a film called Daddy. Not a fan. Uh, school <laughs> Times. Um, Almost Home, a TV series. Um, I'm trying to see if he's done anything else uncredited. I, it doesn't look like he really has. That's kind no. of the early days. Then he starts reeling in the big, big projects. Yeah. I'm um, also, uh, yeah, I'm trying to see what we got there. Dazed and Confused, some big films. He did a lot of TV work in the old days. Fair play. Um, but of all these things, what did you say was your favourite? I'm going for Triple Frontier. Cool. You should watch Gone Girl. Um, I will. It's on my Netflix list. Yeah, I actually used to love Armageddon, but I've got to go for Dogma because I still love Dogma. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I will say, much like Michael Keaton, he's also credited for The Flash as yes. Batman or Bruce Wayne. Yes, of course he is. Yeah, but it's all rumours. It's all rumours at the moment. Um, but yes, cool. He, he's play, he's playing King Charles the Sixth in the Last Duel. It's in post production at the moment. Obviously, fair enough. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't um. You? He had a major, he had a string of bad choices, including Jennifer Lopez. Um, he made a few bad films. He politically backed the wrong person. Right. And he had to basically hide away from Hollywood. He really lost favour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he returned, he actually mostly returned behind the camera. And he gets a lot more recognition as a director now. I will say that actually when you open his page <coughs> pardon me, on IMDb, um, and you go down to his actual credits, the first thing that comes up isn't his acting stuff, it's his producing stuff. Mm. He made a smart move, really. Yeah. Um, he's a, And, yeah, a lot of people... When he was going to be making a Batman film, mm. there was a lot of excitement about that. Yeah. Because he would literally be writing, producing, and starring in it. And actually, that's not happened for Batman before. Huh? <laughs> no, but unfortunately, it all fell through. So, boo... But there we are. Uh, I would say that Batfleck is my favourite of the on-screen Batman yeah, that we've yeah, seen. That makes sense, yeah. But now those are the five Batman that we've seen at the cinema. Mm-hmm. But there is one on the way. There's one final Batman. Yes. So, um, I was about to call him Edward. <laughs> 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 uh, so, Robert Pattinson, uh, who has played Edward... In Twilight, that whole sparkly franchise, um, he, he yeah he's the new 
He's the new Batman. He's the new. The trailer Batman. does look decent to be. Fair. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We made judgment calls when it was announced. We were very much on the oh no. That's because realistically, he's not the go-to name you think of to be Batman. No, but I remember a technician at one of the venues we talked to who were like, "Oh no, absolutely said no. You need to see his new stuff. He's really good." Mm. I will uh, say he's done a film which I actually saw him in uh, like a top ten list of it was actors who who um, have reimagined themselves and re- recreated themselves um, over the years and reimaged themselves and he is one of them because of a film that came out in 2019 called The Lighthouse mm-hmm. and I believe it's black and white. William Defoe, I think so. Yeah, and he plays a character called Thomas Howard. And that the clips I've seen from that are quite dramatic. I yes. haven't seen. Um, uh, Tenet yet but it says that he's in that I have seen Tenet okay. um, and spoiler alert because I've only seen him in two things and it's between Tenet and Twilight Tenet's the favourite thing that I've seen Robert Pattinson in that's fair. I mean he's also in The Devil All The Time which I believe has um, t- uh, Tom thingy in is that is that the one that Tom Spider-Man Tom Holland, Tom Holland is in on Netflix Possibly. is that The Devil All The Time Possibly. I haven't seen he, it yet, but I tell you what, he was also unless you've unless you've already said it and I've completely bypassed it. He was obviously uh, Cedric Diggory, wasn't he? He was, and that is what I've put down as my favourite film that he was in. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. He's Cedric Diggory, and and to be honest, Goblet of Fire is a good is a is a good, one of the good ones. Just one of the good ones. But they're all good, but that but, I mean that's because a lot happens. It's quite interesting in Tenet, so without spoiling Tenet, because I will watch Tenet at some point, hopefully soon. Yeah, uh, I'm. I am going. I am way more open to him being Batman, having seen Tenet, but also the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say outside of Harry Potter and Twilight, every I don't really think I've seen him in anything. No, no, no. not really. I mean, obviously, we can't say how he's going to be. The trailer looks alright. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Ashley. Ladies and gentlemen, that basically concludes our Batman. Mm. Um, obviously, I definitely am a massive Batman fan. Yeah, I know you're quite a fan of the Rogues Gallery, really. I like. Yeah, I'm more. I'm more the villains than Batman. Yeah, which is. But I do something. also, but he is also one of my favourite heroes. Yeah. Uh, what I said to Liam when we talked about doing this theme was maybe if you like this theme then maybe in season four of the Manic Podcast, we could actually do this kind of thing with the Rose Gallery. We could see what all the villains have got up to outside of Batman. Yeah. Uh, because there's been quite a few good ones along the way. Who knows? Uh, we could do a villain per week. We, we actually could. <laughs> we actually could. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that concludes our Batman theme. Really? Yeah, but... I thought you were about to do like an announcement for the title of it. It doesn't have a title yet. I wasn't. <laughs> like, I was... That concludes those who were bat. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, although it's probably a good time to lead into our final and favourite segment. Would that be Casting Couch? I hope so. Otherwise, you've introduced a new segment without telling me. <laughs> yeah, it's called Peter Tail on Squirrel. <laughs> they are fast little critters and hard to get close to. Yeah, I'm moving. I might kick you. Me? Well, if I, I mean, the I, I, am e- I am easily fifteen to twenty miles away from you. If I kick the laptop, <laughs> it to me it looks like you move. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say because I'm easily twenty miles away from you at least. 
so that that's a, a, a feat of engineering right there. Well, I am a feat of engineering. So casting cows. Yeah. Nice Did simple. you say cows? Casting cows. <laughs> casting cows. Moo. Oh no. Oh. So Lord of the Rings, eh? We, we're recasting that. Yeah. Um, one person at a time. Yeah, we each bring two to the arena, and then over on the the Twitter. All the twits. We do uh, a poll. And you guys decide which of our options you'd like to see cast as the character of the episode. And this character, I can tell you, does not like to be tossed. He does not. Oh, you don't toss this dwarf. No, you don't. Uh, it's Gimli, or as I used to call him, Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Gimli. I'm going to say, previously played by Jonathan Reese Davis. Yeah. Pretty good casting. Nothing obviously wrong with it. <laughs> obviously so, I mean, not. Some of, sometimes you can look at a casting and go, they're good, but I bet there's a better option out there. Yeah. Some, but and sometimes sometimes we find that better option. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we go... We set Cole Sprouse. <laughs> you, you brought Cole Sprouse to the table. You leave the Sprouse twins alone. Uh, you only brought one of them. <laughs> I did, but we know that there's always one on backup. Yeah, just in case. So, my entry this week <laughs> <laughs> no, right, is the yeah. Sprouse twin. <laughs> um, right, so going into this, um, I found the description of what they're described as in the book. Oh, I see. I don't. I never do that. I have, and I will say there's not much to go on. This is the description. You'll notice very quickly, they don't go for the appearance very quick, very much. Oh. Gimli is tough, hardy, doesn't tire out easily, and here's the one bit of description you're going to get. He has a beard. Like all dwarves <laughs> in Middle Earth. And then it follows on to say, there's no description of the colour of his hair or the colour of his clothes or what his complexion is like. How old is he meant to be? Doesn't Don't say. know. Right. Okay. I struggled. Did you? Uh, yeah. I so, thought of someone. You instantly thought of someone. Right. I didn't know their name. I had to Google who they were, like what they're actually I'm, I'm going to ask. Right. So I've ended up in my struggles by going for four people. <laughs> no, 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 what happened was right. So I don't know how much of this I will officially announce. So I had two people in my head, okay, and I hated it. I I hated one of those options at least, Fair and enough. I might even end up saying it. Uh, so I talked to someone I know called Carly, who's a massive Lord of the Rings fan, mm-hmm. and basically said to her, "Who would you cast?" And she came up with two people who I had not thought of. So I've kind of got four now. But one of them I actually absolutely hated. So I won't be using that. That would be so funny if you use that person now. <laughs> okay. Right. So who you you go first. Right. My first one, the person I thought of instantly. I don't know if you know the actor's name straight away. It's an actor called Christopher Hivshu. Christopher Hivshu is... Um, can't think what his name is, but he's from Game of Thrones. He's the he red plays Torment, guy. Torment. He's really tall. <laughs> he is really tall. But but actually yeah but, but like um, the person who played Gimli before isn't short no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no right now this is something that I'm going to say because I may have said it on the these podcasts before how they made Lord of the Rings versus how they made the Hobbit were very different yeah and what they did when they cast actors in Lord of the Rings were. If they wanted someone to play a small character, they would actually cast a small actor 
still digitally make them look smaller, but there it would mean that their measurements, their kind of structure would look right. Yeah. Whereas if you tall, if you like, if you cast Stephen Merchant, Stephen Merchant wouldn't naturally fit yeah. as a dwarf. Yeah, I get that. Right. But they didn't really bother with that in The Hobbit because those dwarfs just have whoever playing them. So it's kind of like whichever technology they went with could be all right. Yeah. Uh, right. So I am going to go with one of my options, not yeah. one that Carly suggested. So I, I mean, I get the, the Christopher Hivju, I get because of the character that he plays in Game of Thrones, it's quite Gimli esque in attitude. Yeah. Almost. But he is massive. <laughs> oh, he is. He is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. But right. So the person I'm going for, I'm actually going for Peter Dinklage. Oh, okay. But oddly, not for like playing Tyrion in Game of Thrones, more than playing Itri in Infinity War. Okay. So Peter Dinklage for my first option of Gimli. Okay, cool. So who's your next option? I mean, I will say I've gone for two very similar actors. They're both pretty big people, and they're both from the same thing. Go for it. I have gone... I've lost my, my sheet. I've gone for Rory McCann. The Hound. The Hound. Sandor Glegain. Okay, you you did go for tall people. Again, I just went for... the for I, I was looking actually like at the heads more than anything, going, apart from your height, you do look like a dwarf. You look like you could be dwarves. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else to back that character? No, not really. Because actually, I was. I'm pretty happy with with uh, Christopher. Cool. Uh, right now, I struggle now. Okay. Uh, Peter Dinklage was my. He wasn't the first person I thought of, but I'm not sure whether to go with the first person I thought of or the second person that actually Carly suggested. Okay. Uh, the one that I'm not going to go with, because I just don't see it personally, was mm. Carly said Warwick Davis. I just don't think he's right for Gimli personally. I've just googled something. Yeah. Christopher Hivju is shorter than John Rhys Davis. What? John Rhys Davis, according to his official height, if you Google him, is one meter and eighty-five cent, one point eight five, and Christopher Hivshu is one point eight three. That makes no sense whatsoever. I know it. It, it messes with your mind, doesn't it? John Rhys Davis is quite round, though. Yeah, he. I will say he's not just a, a straight up. No, he's. Um, but yeah, he he's actually tall, much taller than than you than you think That's he is. Bizarre. That's bizarre. Right. Well, anyway, I'm not going to go for Warwick Davis. And now I'm torn between Carly's other one, who I actually went. I could see that working for the character. Yeah. But I just, it's just too old now, I think. So I'm not going to go for Danny DeVito. Yeah. I'm going to go with, and I'm not happy with this, but I'm going to go with my other suggestion that I came up with myself. Right. Danny McBride. Okay. 
You know, yeah, I, I know the name. I'm trying to place him in my head. Are you going to Google him? Because I know you're on a... He's from, oh, like... Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. But the thing is, I think visually... Oh, yeah, no, visually, he could he be a dwarf. Was... The problem is, he... everything I've seen him in, he is a horrible individual in. He's normally quite over the top. Yeah. He's actually a better writer than he is actor, I think. Yeah. But I I believe he has the Gimli-esque thing going oh, on. And height-wise, he's a 1.78. <laughs> okay. You've definitely gone down on the height thing now. Oh, uh, but yeah, so I'm going... So yes, he was actually like the first person I thought of. Just because hmm. I think, facially, he looks like Gimli. So yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, whether you hate or love our ideas... The the four that we've put forward for Gimli, Christopher Hibju, Rory McCann, Peter Dinklage, and Danny McBride. Yeah. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, those are your options for the dwarf of the fellowship, Gimli. Uh, there will be a poll, and whether... If, if you don't like any of the options that we put forward, maybe, even though I've just dismissed them, you might think Warwick Davis or Danny DeVito would be perfect. <laughs> Tell us. And if we agree, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, um, I mean, I have already one of our friends, Amy Lunn, has already given me her suggestion for Legolas whenever we get to Legolas. Really? Which I'm going to have to mention every episode so I remember that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah there will be a poll you will get to vote or add your own suggestion and thus concludes Casting Couch so actually Liam hello we've done our Batman we've done our segments yeah 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 you're right yeah yeah I'm sorry I was getting confused by numbers are you still on people's heights I am (laughs) (laughs) because I was like what is 1.83? Because uh, obviously 1.83 is how tall uh, Christoph Hivju is. That is um, basically just over six foot. And um, John, uh, Jonathan Reese thingy is slightly taller. But and I'm just trying to figure out how tall they actually are. Because like Tormund is very tall in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I like Sandor the Game, played by um, Rory McCann, is. 1.93 so like a lot so genuinely actually a lot taller more the height of um christopher lee okay sorry i got uh, numbers confused me and i had to translate them to something that made sense to me i'm i mean i i'm still surprised <laughs> um yeah reese davis is six foot one yeah oh that is a really strange choice, considering what they did with the rest of the cast. Yeah, so I'm reading this. Therefore, although his character was supposed to be short, he was properly in proportion compared to the Hobbit actors. Had he oh. been more similar height, shots of the entire fellowship would have required three camera passes rather than two. So he's more of actually visually he's proportionate. He's just, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because actually the dwarves in Hobbit do look off. Yes, they do. And that's because like visually they're like lanky, small, skinny, or muscly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not. He's quite a well built out actor. Yeah. 
Interesting. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I mean about the proportions of it all, and that's why uh, Peter Jackson casts certain people for certain looks. Yeah. To make it all work out, which, as you just said, like in The Hobbit, they kind of just cast anyone, and it just they, doesn't they, they really work. Went, they definitely went for who do we want to play this role. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes it works, but it works best because Martin Freeman works really well as Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. But then when it comes to all of the dwarfs... Because I really think Aidan Turner is an odd choice for the film. Yeah, I mean, he is meant to be, like, the good-looking dwarf. Oh, yeah, but still. Yeah. Also, also it goes against that rule of... It's, it says, on that thing I read for Gimli, all dwarves in Middle-earth have yeah. kids. Yeah. Lies, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and as we accuse the filmmakers or J.R.R. Tolkien, whichever way you're going to go with it, of lying to us about beards, and that's a topic very close to my own heart. Um, I feel like we should, probably, we should probably round up and think about telling people where they can hear more of us. <laughs> telling people where they can go. <laughs> Uh, well, probably want to mention the uh, the old uh, exclusive Discord community again, won't you? The old Patreon. Yeah, if you sign up to the Patreon for a minimum of one pound twenty, then you get to come along, join us in the Discord where we chat. We invite you and play along on voice chat in games. We give our all of our up to date news there first. We do, um, and there's other stuff as well available for higher tiers. Exactly, but the base level is. One pound, one pound twenty to get involved and then you find out about the other stuff anyway. Yeah. So yeah, the, the link to that will be in our link tree below in the description, along with the links to all our other social medias, including our Twitter, which, for anyone who wants to know, is at the manic with two ends. Very, Very important. important. Um, we have lots of social medias, but Twitter is definitely one of the more active ones that you can keep up to date with us if you don't want to pay. Yeah, for the freebies of you. Yeah. Now. I think it is the perfect time yeah. to say goodbye to Bias. Bye to Bias. Every time. Every time. <laughs> but every, every, whenever I word it like that, every time. Well, yeah, it's true. But it's much like, if you're going to say what you say at the beginning and I'm going to reply to it with a catchphrase, you'll do that to me at the end. Give or take. I understand. I was just trying to think how I could get drafts involved. For what now? Well, as we're about to finish the episode, nearly at this point for editing, one hour, 15 minute episode. Ah, oh, you you went away for some of that. I did, so that's easily some time in there. Yeah, that's exclusive content right there. <laughs> uh, right, bye, you lovely giraffe lovers. Oh yeah, yeah. look after <laughs> yourselves, stay safe, maybe become a patron. But other than that, stay manic. Mm-hmm.